0: I'm going to reuse my original intro. JJ, there's a PS Vita on my desk. What year is it?
1: What year (laughs) is it?
0: Robin Williams gif of screaming. Well, uh, I looked it up. The PS Vita came out in 2011. So it's still not 2003 or 1999. Uh, I don't know what year this exact model was made. I don't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, JJ. Mm-hmm. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Uh, We're going to call this a subspace transmission. Though I don't it's think... A, a cyberspace transmission? I'm just going to let you do the rest of the podcast. I just... I didn't think of that. I should Come have on, thought man, of that. That was like the first one. Literally right there, and I didn't see it, which means uh I am not the one.
1: <laughs> is just... anyone
0: the one here really? Apparently no one is the one. Yeah. Uh well that that may not be true. I don't want to uh take away from if some ones are the ones or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh the story was trying to say. <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll get into whatever it was trying to say, if anything.
0: But there are definitely ones that are not the ones. Some of them, yes. Some yeah. some ones are not the ones. <laughs> if you're not thoroughly confused, you know we're talking about the Matrix 4 Resurrections. If you are thoroughly confused, we're talking about the Matrix 4 Resurrections.
1: <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I guess spoiler warning already, because... We're going to spoil the crap out of this movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Spoiler warning right away uh, in the joking intro, I guess. guess. Whoops. Oh, no. I mean,
1: whatever. Look, look, the movie has been out for some amount of time. It was uh, available to stream at home. It was in movie theaters. It may still be in movie theaters uh, a bit. The streaming date,
0: the final streaming date has passed uh, the date of this release of this podcast. So, uh,
1: okay. So, it is no no longer... As of recording, I think it's still available, but for like 20 hours more or something. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, by the time you all are hearing this, uh, maybe you can find it in a theater if you haven't seen it or you have already seen it and thus are interested in what we have to say about it. They made a Matrix movie, Andrew. That's like kind of out of left field.
0: They sure did. Uh, In my allusion to the opening there, the last Matrix movie was made in 2003. Um. The last Matrix game before this movie was also like two ended in like 2010 or something like that. Matrix Online went offline in in what year? Like 2010, I think. Hmm. Uh, I can look that. Up. 2009. Whoops, I was close. Yeah. So like, Matrix Online was 2005 to 2009. I think Path of Neo was before that game. Yes. Uh, and that's it, right? That's like, there's no other. I don't think there's any other games out there to really know about.
1: Nope.
0: Um, Animatrix was 2002? It came out before... Before uh, Resurrections. uh, Before Revolutions. Revolutions, because it had stuff that uh, explained how they knew that the machines were coming more... Mm-hmm. So it must have been like 2003 before those movies came out, before uh, Resurrection, or Revolutions and Reloaded.
1: I, yeah. I I don't know if the Animatrix came out like the year that Reloaded came out or came out between Reloaded and the next one or whatever, but... Anyway, oh, here's your answer.
0: Uh, Reloaded, Animatrix, Revolutions.
1: Okay. I was close. That was... Yeah. uh. Anyway, yeah. the, the Animatrix is... An interesting thing, if you go back to it, because, again, all those stories are canon, especially the one that tells you the history of what
0: happened. Sure is. Also, uh, you know what's canon is the thing that they introduce in this movie to some people that haven't seen the Animatrix, which is that you can have those bots switch sides.
1: Yeah, so there are go- there are robots on the human side now. S-
0: synthids? What do they
1: call uh, them? So that is like one type, it's like a pro, that's the like, the thing they created to give programs a physical presence, right? Because there, there are both robots, right? Like the, like the swarms and like they, they, you meet a few of them on the, um, the, the ship, right? There's a few like robots that are straight up on their side. Uh Then there's also like programs that are on their side, like the Morpheus program and other ones. Right. Um, who they use that like weird cube technology or whatever to make real bodies.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was very confused by how that cube technology like looks very, uh, hologram like in the beginning Mm -hmm. of the movie where it's like he can generate himself into this, this, uh, magnetic cube formation ball thing on the ship. But, uh, then apparently you can they can leave the ship
1: and you can just go wherever with it yeah apparently yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> it's you know sci-fi movie does sci-fi stuff okay sure
0: yeah yeah uh it was just unclear i uh, yeah anyway there's uh yeah so that's explained kind of uh but like in, you know the fact that the morpheus adventures. is
1: dead is something that people might not realize is something that oh, was known spoilers
0: i guess <laughs> well we talked about the
1: you know I again, know. we talked spoilers. Like, spoilers up top but yeah you know like morpheus is dead and they go into it in the movie they they do eventually tell you why you're getting uh uh shoot what's this guy's name yasha something
0: yeah what, what Yaya. Was it? oh uh the guy that came back to play morpheus or yes yeah 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 Abdul Mateen, Yahya
1: Abdul Mateen the second. Yeah,
0: I've never heard of this gentleman before. He did a great job. I think he
1: did great. Yeah, no complaints about. I his like, uh, acting.
0: I, I like his uh, his entrance from the bathroom, where he pretends to be Lawrence Fishburne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: There's uh, he has several good scenes of acting. Uh, Morpheus like, uh, or, or Lawrence Fishburne like, uh, that I thought were pretty. Funny. Yeah,
0: I would, I would call that Lawrence Fishburne like, and not, uh, not Morpheus like. I think.
1: And I think the thing that I'm going to just end up coming back to a lot in this is that I think this movie tried to do too much.
0: It sure felt like it was a little rushed at the end. I'll say. Not just. The
1: end. I I think they...
0: I thought the pace at the opening was
1: alright. So, I I think the... I think, like, the first third of the movie is my favorite
0: part. I like... uh, um, I definitely like more scenes from the beginning of the movie uh, in my head when I think about it.
1: And that's really weird to say because I think all the action is, like, rear-loaded in this movie.
0: Well, yeah... It has one of one of the things I wrote down is it has the Matrix two and three format of talky 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 huge long extensive extensive fighting forever action scene uh, formula, whereas that's not exactly. I mean, it is kind of the formula of Matrix 1, right? Like, once the bank scene starts, it's basically a fight until the end of the movie. Um, right. But it's also a fight and a chase and, and the, talking and, and... Yeah, I say it's broken up by, you know, Smith philosophizing scenes. and Morpheus. Yeah.
1: And, you know, there's, there's good character moments in there, despite there being a bunch of action.
0: Whereas this and the other two movies have that same thing where it's just, okay, we've done all the character stuff. Turn on the CGI machine and let's blow everything up. And so I wanted to ask your opinion. Kind of ends after Trinity's uh, awakening on the roof, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a it starts to have a moment, but that moment is uh, punctuated by me having started to talk during it because things didn't make sense.
1: (laughs) So I want to back up a little bit uh, talking about that, like long extended action scene in the cafe.
0: Oh, the cafe scene is fine. It's after the cafe that uh, I noticed the extent of the... Yeah, we'll go ahead. So, do you... And maybe I am, like,
1: becoming a more discerning action movie watcher or something. Something was weird about the fight choreography throughout this whole movie. And I don't know if it's the way it was shot or the way it was, uh, like, choreographed or what all the like fight scenes felt kind of bad. And I don't know how to explain why I feel that way. Cause hmm. I, I watched the movie again and I scrubbed through it for parts that I remembered and wanted to like rewatch, okay. uh, like j- just yesterday and the fight scenes feel slow
0: or yeah, something. I did notice that they felt, uh, like, like, I, I don't feel like it's weird to so say this about they're John punching Wick. each other. Yeah, it's weird to say yeah. this about John Wick, but it feels like they slowed it all down for him.
1: Yes, yes, and the and even when he's not in the fight, and so like I understand that Keanu Reeves is older than he was when they filmed The Matrix. They can't have him running on the wall, right? Like that's they not gonna have, he,
0: the dude. Gets look, beat he, he, up would a have, lot he would in have he would have done Wick it. Movies is my point. If so. They,
1: If they wanted to put him in a wire suit and have him do the Hong Kong, you know, run around the ceiling stuff or whatever, I'm sure they could have found a way to make that happen. But they weren't doing that. Hmm. And so they're not going like no one in this movie runs on the walls. Right. That was cool stuff that happened in those other
0: movies frequently. Well, he can't do the point of this thing is that he can't do a lot of that stuff. Right. Like there's a slow
1: motion air kickflip or whatever in the first 10 seconds of the first movie
0: no i know uh okay you mean like the other the other people should be able to do it
1: yeah then. if like they still had like you know they
0: could still jump over crazy buildings or whatever even in the first one without being the one i would say that it seemed like the power level of everyone was significantly reduced
1: Okay, yes i'll fully agree with that and, right? and i like, think even the-
0: smith's power level is not smith level from the previous we're, films we're gonna talk about smith we're, we're not we're not ready
1: for him yet there's a lot of stuff to talk about with him
0: what's wrong with jonathan groff
1: i uh, i don't and the actor did a good job of being smarmy and making me dislike him so you know we got that going tom but uh oh god <laughs> if your name is thomas and someone calls you tom like that i think you should just like immediately punch them in the face well that's good news that's yeah uh anyway so going back uh i I'm still staying on like some of the action scenes and then they get to that big chase scene at the end it felt like now uh having recently seen the boba fett show it's not the slowest chase scene i've ever seen but it felt pretty slow for what was ostensibly a group of people on a motorcycle and high-speed cars running through the streets mm. Mm-hmm. And just like, and I don't know, was this like a a budgetary thing somehow or something? It looked like badly lit and like poorly set up. Like, I felt like I was watching people drive across a soundstage in some instances. I was like, why are they doing this? Because you did watch that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so bizarre. And like. You know, they look. They aren't going to build a freeway out in the middle of Alameda or whatever, like they did for Matrix uh, Reloaded. Is that one where they built the freeway? Yeah, that's the first one, or the first of the sequels. You know, they build a giant freeway scene, and that's how they made that giant car chase uh, throughout the like back half of that movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're not going to do that again. Mm-mm. I get it, but you could. A lot of people have done car chases way, way, way better than this. <laughs>
0: I think it was and hampered hampered by the fact that they were being chased by people. And so to make it tense.
1: Yeah. Uh, but then they started to, like, there were some cool parts of that where they, like, turned the people into
0: suicide bombs jumping out of the uh, skyscrapers and stuff the, above that them. That was, yeah, uh, interestingly, I rolled my eyes at the the new thing where, like, the whole movie became about zombies. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah yeah sure uh, I,
0: I i hate the i really am a i am i like the walking dead but like the damage it has done to popular media in general is significant where yeah because it was popular it is now stuck in the mental space of everyone forever that horde mechanics are interesting and fun and exciting and the idea that uh, that this guy can just fill the matrix with programs that he can turn on and turn into a zombie horde. And we get to watch. Basically the ocean try to run over people is interesting. Yeah. And it's like, not the That's thing my, that was my cool, biggest cool. gripe about the movie is stop zombifying everything include like the matrix doesn't need zombies.
1: Like, cause the thing that was cool before is that you didn't know who could be an agent. That well, was the whole thing. Agent, right? Well, yeah, but you didn't know who they were watching through. If they were going to turn into an agent at any time, that was why it was risky for them to be out there acting the way they would be, and why they were, you know, like had to sneak around and do stuff underground, and yeah. you know, uh, why they stayed in dimly lit alleyways and like goth clubs instead of going out, you know, in the street or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and so. Like, the whole, like, premise that any person could just turn into an agent when the system felt like it needed to assert control was the cool thing. Now he's just like, ah, I can just take
0: over everyone, then give them black eyes, and then make them zombies. and Well, this, he's not even taking door. anyone over anymore. It's saying, like, basically, the Matrix went from, okay, well, we don't want to have a huge impact on the Matrix uh, systems. And so, you know, we have these four guys that can run around and do the thing which they still have for some reason i guess maybe because there's warring factions in the machine world now or whatever yeah uh, so that's
1: the, like their narrative then, justification for that
0: but then also this new architect whatever you want to call neil patrick harris uh, his, his name character. is the analyst the analyst okay mm-hmm. he calls uh, himself that that's fine um has just filled the matrix with mostly, it seems like, fifty percent bots that pretend that they're not, and so now you can't tell if someone's a program or human.
1: So his the the explanation that is given and in the movie, which again I don't, I agree with you, it's a bad conceit, is that he can just insert his bot program into any person plugged into the matrix. However, really. Because that's, the what people, they, that's what they say. He's like, I can turn anyone later, into a bot.
0: Well, it, because later they imply that they're just programs.
1: Well, I think the, that's weird. the implication there is he turns them into a program, at which point the human is dead or whatever.
0: Oh, interesting. Because then when he flings them out the window, which I actually thought was interesting. I, uh, that when part they hit, is one of the parts that I liked. When they hit the ground, they turn into code. Which I guess was a better version than making them explode. Um,
1: I think this was their uh, we don't want to get too hard of an R here Mm
0: -hmm.
1: move instead of we don't want to see people literally committing suicide and and dead bodies all over the street. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess the movie is still rated R, so I guess it wouldn't have made that big of a difference. But
0: I don't (laughs) know.
1: Anyway, whatever.
0: Yeah. That was an interesting use. Of I the I idea, liked that part. Unfortunately, I, I don't want to criticize that one because was like, meh, why? Yeah,
1: I, I, like I said, I don't want to criticize that part too heavily because I thought it was good compared with everything else that they did, which I didn't like, uh, at least in terms of that that bot stuff. So I, I don't know the, and I think that is the the downfall of this movie in a lot of people's opinions. The like back half action is all kind of flat and doesn't leave you with an awesome taste in your mouth okay. as they're trying to do this like amazing heist slash <laughs> escape slash
0: whatever yeah it was and so cool that they had an idea for removing someone from the matrix before their mind was out that was like what yeah okay. it was a cool like a cool if they had turned more of this movie into like a cool heist i think i would have been into it Oh, so oh, I guess we didn't state our... We started with a, the back half is weird slash negativity so and didn't state I, I our full I, opinions on the movie, I guess. Whoops. Sure. Oh, yeah. Look,
1: I actually like kind of like this movie. I don't know. I, I It is a flawed movie, but not bad. So
0: I guess think, where I come down. I think that I probably would put it up with like, matrix 2 3 in terms of my interest level you know some sure some moments in two especially like that freeway scene i just get bored yeah and Uh,
1: you know the the freeway scene in matrix 2 is considered by some people anyway to be like a really great car chase is it flash action thing it Look, I'm saying by, it's considered by some people to be that.
0: Okay. Um, Maybe I liked it a long time ago. Now when I watch it, I'm kind of bored. Yeah. I think the... I like that movie, though. I like Matrix 2, actually. I, I think
1: I like Matrix 2 and 3 better than this movie. I might. Yeah.
0: But I think I like
1: this movie better than... Matrix a, 1.
0: Wow! What an opinion, J.J.
1: Yeah, no, uh uh-uh. No. Uh, But, like, better than, like, a random James Bond movie or something. Okay. Not, like, specifically a good James Bond movie, just, like, a random one of the silly ones that are kind of interchangeable.
0: I I think... I don't know what the discourse is out there, but I do know people directly that have watched it that Mm -hmm. told me they didn't like it. And some of those people are really into the matrix. And some of those people are not into it at all. Mm -hmm. So I think if you go one direction too far or the other direction too far is where probably people would get upset with this movie because I, I even noticed things like, man, they sure dumbed down some of the, uh, bake your noodle type questions that they had in those first two movies. Not the third one so much.
1: Yeah, the third one doesn't really have time for any like philosophizing, uh, because it's too busy trying yeah, to trying to fight of, a war, you know.
0: Well, they kind of finished the philosophizing beforehand, and they're just like, okay, now you know what it is, and all the things about making choices, and you've made all your choices, and now Neo goes to do the thing. Uh, is the third movie right? Mm-hmm. Uh, versus this was kind of like. Hey, when we get to uh, be older people, do we lose our self confidence? Yeah, we do. Oh, okay. Thanks for answering the, the question. And like, is this movie less confident than the other Matrix movies? Uh, kind of feels that way, right? It feels it feels like it was not confident in being as philosophical, or it had something simpler to say, which I think might be true.
1: It it can be both, right? For yeah, sure.
0: For sure. I. I, I I have not stated my opinion clearly here, and I want to. Okay. I like this movie. I think I'm there's glad. a lot of it that I thought was ridiculous. Sure. And there was a lot of it that was just lazy, maybe. Mm-hmm. And there's moments in it where I had to rewind it because I couldn't understand Jessica Henwick. <laughs> yeah. She's a good actress, by the way. On the, I, on I the liked her watch, very much. It, uh but there's a, there's a sen- there's a couple sentences in there where she starts uh monologuing to herself and I can't understand her at all it was the second watch was
1: helpful because i sort of knew where the story was going and i could listen more carefully oh okay and then i didn't i didn't have that problem but yes
0: yeah yeah, yeah but it was in, i mean there's some interesting thoughts in there like retconning retconning or not retconning, maybe, maybe it is one way or the other, but like turning Neo's powers into a power of a dyad is kind of, it it was a very Star Wars move, right? Like, uh, and I think that probably turned a lot of people off. And I actually kind of, as a person entering middle age now, finally, technically, uh, liked the idea a little bit that they, we're saying, hey, uh, you know, some things you do by yourself, and sometimes you need the help of other people, you know.
1: And I think the the first, even the first Matrix, was somewhat, you know, not that like Trinity had the powers, but that she was integral to him becoming, you know, empowered. Because you know, if you remember the first movie, he was dying until she told him, she physically. Loved him
0: physically dead. Right. And then he came
1: back to life and was like, "Oh, I am the one now." And, you know, just this time she had her epiphany first. You know, before he was able to get his powers back or whatever.
0: <laughs> Multiple uh, times in the movie, "Can you
1: fly yet?" I'm like, "No." Okay, the scene what they walk out of the cafe and it's like Neo, could you fly? And he does the hand down thing like And bends the bends the ground. Air. He, he ground, the ground ripples. And then he jumps up and just is like you know, nope. gets like two feet that's off the ground. Happening. He's like, that's not happening. They're like, alright.
0: <laughs> it was good. It was good. I laughed. There's a
1: lot of okay. good. I laughed very hard at that. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was a good a good way, like, for them to have like a A levity moment. I
0: really Uh, thought uh, Resurrections was a good name, but also they could have called it Matrix 4 Old Man Neo. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You
1: know, I will say um, early on in the movie, speaking of Old Man Neo, uh, as uh, well, he is still Thomas Anderson. Very early, there are those scenes where he's like looking at himself in the mirror in his apartment, taking his blue pills. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: In the very first one of those scenes... You catch a reflection of him.
0: Oh, more than one, bud.
1: Oh, I like, but the very first time, like yeah. I'm, I'm in like the you know the first five minutes of the movie, the reflection of him is the other guy, not Neo.
0: No, no. So that happens a lot, actually. So, so I when, only,
1: no, I only noticed it like on this second rewatch. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah, notice I noticed it, the it first
0: time. I noticed it the very first time Jessica Henwick's character Bugs talks about Neo. She says, it ha- and I think that's that happens before she sees Neo. We see Neo for the first mm. time. Either way. So the first time you see Neo, he, you actually see his reflection in a computer monitor. And it's, mm. and it's not him. You can, oh, ver- mm, you can barely clearly see in the monitor that he has like a balding head. Uh, and weird hair on the sides, like sides of it. And then when Jessica Henwick talks about seeing Neo, you see Neo walk off the, the roof. And as he's falling, it's a guy, it's the bald guy from the awards. It's a different guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then about four or five times you see the reflection, uh, and it's not him. And so I was actually wondering early on if, uh, he was being resurrected in the matrix multiple times. Like this is where I go to, where I thought the movie could have been deeper. Right. Where like yeah. he, the machines didn't have him, but he was resurrecting himself inside the matrix inside other people. And he couldn't figure out who he was because he kept, you know, dying and you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this movie could have been deeper if they wanted it to be, but that wasn't the story yeah. they were telling.
1: Um, and, and I think that, that and I and I think the story that's set up by the premise in the first third is why I'm more interested in that stuff. Like all of the like you know, the meta conversations around like, oh, well, the Matrix is just a video game. What does the video game mean? And like, you know, as soon as you
0: Man, hear they, the Lana Wachowski know, does not like video games, apparently.
1: Uh, interesting because uh she and her sister had a deep hand in making those matrix video games. Well, I'm, so. I'm
0: absolutely certain they did, but like her opinion of people that make games is not very high. <laughs> like, I don't uh, know if you I, watched, I, did you watch? Oh, Past I the watched credits? it. Oh yeah. Yeah. The uh, We need to make a game about cat videos thing. Yeah. That was like, Oh, okay. I, I mean, I, the thing that I read, uh, through that
1: is less an indictment of people making video games and more an indictment of, the corporations forcing people to make video games about stuff they don't want to do
0: that's cool and all because that was the character of smith and i got that from the first scene when thomas anderson sits down with his boss and the boss makes him make a game he doesn't want to make and that is the video game industry but the Mm. people sitting around in a room trying to make good games uh don't sit there and act like idiots the entire time while thomas anderson uh Freaks out drinking an espresso in the corner that uh, made I me like kind of vomit yeah. a little bit uh
1: i think th- uh the matrix as a series just really gets so much mileage out of that uh Jefferson airplane white rabbit song <laughs> and uh I don't know that like it can ever be matched you know yeah that that scene is just good uh also uh i found this uh, i like online. i like the scene
0: when neo's breaking down i really oh like dude
1: it. it's good yeah. Oh, yeah really it's good. very good um i found this comment online and i want to give credit to this other person who came up with it a person
0: on reddit named the little brave potato oh nice i like that that reminds me of the brave little toaster that's a good movie too also also brave should go in front of little no nope. always
1: that's not what this is i understand, uh,
0: but the in in english brave before it goes before little
1: okay uh english major thanks okay uh did hashtag gamer Thomas Anderson really win back the heart of his lover from a man named Chad?
0: Yes. I, I laughed and Katie didn't understand why I laughed me too. when his name me was too. Chad. I laughed very I hard that. that his name. I heard Chad.
1: that when it was just like,
0: Oh, this is my husband, Chad.
1: Oh, and I like <laughs> I out it. loud, out loud laughed. And, you know, I was watching it with my wife and she looked at me. She's like, well, what are you doing? And I'm like, That's
0: extremely funny because they did that on purpose. 100,000% with the video game, the video game being a thing. They named him mm -hmm. Chad on purpose. Also, do you know who Chad is? Yes, I do know who Chad is. He's, uh, I don't know how to, Stahelski, I think is his last name. Stahelski, yeah. Yeah. The, The
1: director and Neo's original body double and also fight choreographer
0: of the John Wick movies director of john wick i think one of the yeah, two directors director. of john wick yeah okay yeah. and yeah. he was in the I, I wanted studies.
1: if i didn't say if i didn't say director i meant to say director okay yes yeah yeah anyway uh, he big, is big name in,
0: in hollywood oh, yeah. he works on uh i think he worked on a bunch of stuff like expendables and
1: and a, another comment from someone i saw uh said they put chad stahelski in the movie and they didn't have him direct the fight sequences what are they doing <laughs>
0: Um, I can't yeah. make decisions for people on some yep. stuff, you know? Yep. Yep.
1: Uh, also, I, I don't want to harp on this too much because it's not really the problem, but the very end of the movie,
0: Neo oh, and Trinity... dread.
1: Yeah, no dude, wonder, he... no wonder dread was good. <laughs> He's done a ton of good movies. Um, Neo and Trinity fly off into the sunset. And a cover of Wake Up comes on. Yeah, I noticed
0: that it was uh, a female, female band. Band. Uh, I don't know that it brass something because it's a. it was a reference to... Uh, yeah. Anyway. That cover
1: just isn't as good as the original, man.
0: Just what, lets... I mean, what can you do? I, I think there was a statement being made there. Absolutely there was. And I get
1: it. And I support the statement. I'm just like... I don't know if if you if if you you are coming into the order to support the statement that that, it's just a statement. Well, I think it's I think it's a good statement to make. Like, hey, you know, her time now, whatever Uh, a. If you're feeling let down coming off the end of that movie because you didn't like the final action scene. They get their like revenge on Neil Patrick Harris and that was pretty she kills good. I like that. She kills him a bunch of times, which is actually very funny and good. And then snaps to bring um, him back. I like that too. Yeah. It's just like she like she like you know punches his jaw off and then snaps to bring him back. And then he like says something like, Can't you control her? And she like punches him across the room, you know, and it's just like uh very good. I, I and, have a hard time. So if you're feeling let down by that, and then like the cool you know, one of the great things about the end of the first Matrix movie Is he just flies off. There's no explanation about what happens. And then why he flew off. Yeah. And then wake up starts and you're like, this is awesome. What an (laughs) awesome ending to this movie. And just that cover doesn't have the awesome feeling at the end the way that first one did. And that's it is what it is.
0: You know, so stay. The music in general was not the same. Right. Yes. The soundtrack uh, wasn't as good. Oh, well, uh, and, it was just different, right? So it didn't have the same, like, m- metal and techno and all that stuff going on that the first one did.
1: And, you know, like, look, that I uh, talked about it already. That Jefferson Airplane, White Rabbit, is a great song. And sure. this movie gets more mileage out of that song than I think any other maybe oh, yeah. ever could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was in the originals, and it's in this. It's great. And Wake Up uh, at the End is in the originals and is great still um but yeah like I, there are other great songs in those movies that you know especially in the middle like you know they, di- they didn't visit any like goth clubs or like CD back alleys that much in this movie and so you don't get a lot of like great you know metal and uh like techno type music in this because they're like standing around on the ship or you know they're they're playing music more relevant to the scene Of Neo and Trinity trying to have a moment or whatever. In a coffee shop. Yeah. Or House of Nen King. Uh, Yeah, I totally didn't know what that was. And I had to look it up when you mentioned it the other day.
0: Yeah. Totally
1: is that place,
0: though. I think, though, that you've you've hit the nail on the head of one of the complaints that I read, which was a a, a complaint that I read that I think is stupid. I'm just going to say, I think it's stupid to say this. That okay. uh, Matrix Four has a problem with callbacks to Matrix One. No, I think I that's the point. I think that's absolutely the point. And the the writer in this article on some website that I'm not going to give the time of day to, because Good. uh their fan persons will come after me, or maybe not. I don't really care. Uh, their point was. Well, when you put clips, so many clips of the previous Matrix movies in, you remind people that this one's not as good. And I was like, what? I, You're in the middle of watching the movie. You can't make that determination unless you've already decided yeah. this one's not that good. Right. That's like saying I came in expecting a bad movie and I got what I expected. Because like- because in the movie they reminded me <laughs> the other one's better. It's like, what? It's like, what? You've just, you literally admitted that your opinion was tainted from the start. Like, that's not a way to watch a show. No, it isn't. And uh, I've I've admitted that I've tainted my own opinion on things before when I talked about that Godzilla movie recently, right? Like, I watched a trailer, which I now no longer do because, Mm. A, I get too much out of them, or B, they're completely nonsense and they don't tell you what the movie's about. So, like it doesn't make any sense to say oh well the the clips that show the previous movie make me think well this isn't as good the references in this movie to the first movie are great or and the references to like yes. matrix revolutions are great where yes where they they put uh neo into the same exact situations some people say the same exact words. The whole opening of the movie being a modal of yeah. the first movie was exactly what... Like, when, when the character I mean, that is even playing later... Trinity did the kick over her head to kick the guy in the face, even though that was Thomas Anderson programming something to be... Like, that's the point. Yes, you're exactly. going through the same motions as the first one again because they have to refree free him from the... Ma- and so... So there should be references like that. And I think and I
1: think they're even, you know, on a deeper level than that, the filmmakers are making the point like, hey, they want us to retread the movie. They want us to remake the Matrix. We're remaking the Matrix. Uh Uh-huh. literally it look like, you don't you know, yeah. both literally oh, and man. metaphorically yes because the, this yes. movie yes. also JJ. ends yes. on the top of yes. a building with helicopters yes. Yes. and people jumping off it's very much a like we're
0: doing the same arc here look at us do the same arc here thing like it's intentional this is the star wars remake done the way that makes me happy because they acknowledge it they're like look people what people want is for the same thing all the time but this story shows you that you cannot have the same thing all the time right. At, these people are 60 years older right life Old, has like changed more, for right? them yeah. right like uh, the all the statements about what it is like to not be in your 20s like Keanu Reeves was making the matrix one And instead be Keanu Reeves in your fifties making the matrix Four, right. Like,
1: yep. Yep.
0: I don't, it is a, I don't get why people don't get that part of it. It's kind of just, but you mentioned the roof scene. Uh, I think the messiest part of this story actually is part of the roof scene where, um, they just, he, they just have nothing to do with the characters until they reveal what's going to have, what they're going to do with Trinity. Like they could Mm -hmm. have done this a different way, but they were trying to make the reference with the helicopters on the roof. And at a certain point, one of the helicopters just disappeared. Yeah. And that part really took me out of the ending in general, uh, for a few seconds while they were like having their moment. And she was referencing matrix revolutions with the sun being beautiful because now she can see the code. Like Neo could see the code. Um, Which is cool. That all is cool. And I think it could have happened a different way and I would still be like really happy about it. But then there's like a helicopter shooting at them and they just, it just disappears until they jump off the roof and then it comes back. Yeah. Um, Which makes the story for me feel not as deep, right? Like all those things happened a little bit more organically the first time around. And I think we've already talked about it isn't as deep of a story and that yeah. That's just another reference to it. I don't know. I I don't know about you, but no, like, I, think you're did right. the, I mean, did the story feel as high staked? I think along with the action being slower, every time there was a scene where in the Matrix someone might have died, I just never felt like a character was going to die.
1: Yeah. So I, I think that's a big problem. This movie has the original movie. The first one yeah. feels so good because, again, there was no expectation that there were going to be sequels, and there was no guarantee that all these characters were going to have a good time coming out of this. And the the situation and the stakes that they were in sort of seemed like it was probably a suicide mission, right? And they're like, okay, we're going to get more. You know
0: what Cypher's doing the entire time
1: you know we're going to get morpheus back because he's actually important he gave his life because he believes something i'm not we're going to write this wrong get him back and get out even if it takes us dying you know sure. we can do it you know let's go for it and they storm the bank and uh that is why that scene works yeah in this one you don't get that time to develop the stakes you it, know it's like the stakes are well things just kind of continue as they were that's not a high stakes proposition like you know niobe like 90 year old niobe tries to impress that these are like it's a big deal it's going to cause problems or whatever but i you don't feel it because you don't see what the problems are you haven't learned what the issues are they they don't give enough time to the you know the the fragile alliance or whatever that could cause all-out war to make you feel that this is a problem you're just like well obviously we're going to do it because this is a cool movie we're going to do cool guy stuff instead of sitting around and obeying a peace treaty. Like if they wanted those to be the stakes, they needed to spend time and develop that. And we didn't get that, unfortunately. So you're right that it sort of felt weightless because you're like, well, yeah, you know, there's a lot of result as he goes back in the matrix, which is just sort of where we were at the beginning.
0: There is a lot of feeling of weightlessness. It's funny because they even acknowledge some of it with, I don't remember the character's name, but he's actually pretty good. The Neologist. Oh, yeah like the other guy on uh on the team yeah. yeah uh is he the only guy on the team other than morpheus i don't remember i think so uh, other than the operator and the also, operator yeah. Yeah. yeah hey how'd you feel about that hologram operator thing that was weird that's kind of cool they have gotten the- better i think it's only when they have the weird blue glasses on that you can see him is that i didn't catch yeah, that but i'm that pretty sure be. it's only when they have their sunglasses on that they can see the operator hmm i gotta i would okay. have only watched it once i can't confirm i uh, can't either um but i thought that that again, was a I cool little bit of uh tech upgrade building
1: um you yeah, know there's a lot I of thought it was fine you know you could definitely see that they had like more tricks and tools they were better able at like you know, able to hack each other out and like get to places that they weren't able to get to before. Yeah. You know, they didn't need to have a hard line every time. Right.
0: Yeah. It was cool. Um, yeah, but even he acknowledges the neologist guy, I don't remember his name, uh, acknowledges like, uh, Oh, uh, you know, every, or one of the characters is talking to him, you know, everybody that shipped with him before also interesting use of the word, uh, In terms of like pop culture using shipped instead of crude. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if that was intentional or not. You know? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Especially
1: that word in particular.
0: That word in a context of a film that uh, we'll talk about in a minute, I guess, uh, has been uh, maybe debated in some circles about what it's about. Um, Interesting use of that word. She says uh, that everyone that's been with him has died, you know, yeah. and uh, and and the uh, the neologist. I wish I could remember his name Um, says, oh, yeah, we're definitely all going to die. And I thought that was a funny thing that like, oh, OK, maybe. Yeah, maybe they will all die or something. Yeah.
1: Um, I. I think it's another one of Christina those things. Christina Ricci was
0: in this movie? What? Yeah, man. Did you know she was in it for like 10 seconds? I forgot. I missed that. Oh, she was in the board meeting where she talks about what they're going to make the Matrix as. Yes. She was uh, the
1: most worst of Berg. those video game people. His name
0: is Berg, the neologist. His name is Berg. Brian J. Smith is the actor who is was in Stargate Universe, which was a show mm-hmm. that should have gotten more time, I will say. I knew I recognized him. Uh, that that show was gonna be good, and then they canceled it because people Christina saw...
1: Ricci's uh part is the like marketing person who comes in and is like, "Here's our you know focus groups analysis of the Matrix, and the things they most associate with are originality and fresh." <laughs> like, and you're just like, "I want to punch you so badly."
0: Oh, she did <laughs> a good job, marketing dude. person.
1: Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, that was literally her entire part. She got named billing in the credits for that like one scene.
0: <laughs> oh, there was a there was a dude on on other crews.
1: Yeah, it's not like he was the only dude on any crew here. It's just the only one on that little group with bugs Man, that I remember.
0: They literally just hired everyone from Sense Eight. That's what they did. I think if 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 I had been a fan of Sense Eight, I would know this, but I didn't. Uh. Is yeah. that movie Sense Eight or Sense Eight? It's a show. It's a sci-fi show. Okay. Uh, and it was created by the Wachowskis. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And Michael. Yep. Stras- I, I mean, is Straczynski? I can't. This.
1: Is it meant to be pronounced as two words,
0: Sense Eight, or the for the word Sense Oh, maybe it's supposed to be Sense Eight. Yeah. Maybe it's just one word. I spelled that wrong, but you know what I mean. That's what I'm yeah. curious about. Well, interesting, I've never uh, seen that, interesting show. that they brought over a bunch of actors from their other show. That's cool.
1: Well, I applaud uh, them for as, doing that. As uh, you know, directors uh, get to pick their casts and sometimes they got people they like. We certainly know there are directors in Hollywood who get away
0: with doing this a lot. Yeah, Why not other ones? Who cares? No, it's, it's cool. I, I don't I I have any issue with it. I wish I knew more about that show because I would have seen the cast and been like, oh, cool. They're all from that thing this is just a realization now that's happening to me
1: yeah I don't uh, again I've never seen that show so I can't uh, speak much
0: I can't speak on it at all I think yeah
1: gosh I don't know what else do I want to say about this Uh, okay we haven't talked about Smith we should talk about Smith
0: all right we haven't talked about uh, Neil Patrick Harris monologuing for like 10 minutes which time (laughs) I meant total. Uh, okay. So
1: I, I think two things which do you want to talk about first? Because I have opinions about both of them. So
0: well let's uh, Neil Patrick Harris is easier. Okay, sure. Uh so
1: Neil Patrick Harris is the, the architect type character of yes, the, is the
0: analyst who's right. the architect is apparently gone along with the Oracle. So they wiped uh, them, but but yet the Merovingian's back with his weird vulture outfit.
1: So again, I want to like, you know, point out what they're implying here. They talk about the suits, but they really mean, you know, whatever programs are in charge and the Oracle and the architect were in charge of the last iteration of the matrix and they decided those guys are out. And this guy, the analyst is in and he's in charge of this iteration, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, sure. They don't really explain how that works, but... We, the thing we know about the Merovingian is that he is a survivor, and he always clings around, right? And so he's now like a crazy homeless man in this version, <laughs> uh, you know. Whereas he was a powerful and wealthy man in the last one.
0: I wish that uh, the other exiles. I thought it was dumb
1: to even. I thought it was dumb to even he- bring him and the was, exiles into this movie. It was, it was a mistake. Yeah,
0: uh, that it, seemed, made it
1: it made the movie worse. That could that have just been insane. a bunch of people working for Smith, and it would have been better.
0: Yeah, uh, it would have been better because then Smith, we might have had some more scenes with. uh, But we'll talk about Smith in a minute.
1: So because Neil Patrick Harris is the architect type character in this, as we got with the architect in Matrix Reloaded, you're going to get a monologue where he talks at you and kind of explains everything that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So in this one, you get the Neil Patrick Harris explaining that people actually love misinformation. And the thing that's great is the thing that makes things true is not belief, which was the sort of the positive of the first one or like actual truth. That's not what makes people think things. It's what they believe and what they feel. What they feel is how they they decide if something is true. Right. Mm -hmm. Very meta commentary on our current day and age here.
0: Oh, yeah. He says. As long as whatever is in their head is in their head. That's about all that matters.
1: Well, as long as it makes them feel something, whatever
0: it is, true or false, it doesn't matter. They'll believe it because it makes them feel something. And so he talks about kind of what the architect talked about, which is the more miserable the matrix is so far, the more uh, compliance they were getting out of the human brain and the more power in theory, I guess. Yeah, if they, if you
1: can pump them full of information that causes them to have more feelings, you know, essentially we get better results out of all, you know, our little little human slaves here. And I don't have the thing that's different about this one, right? This this monologue versus the monologues we've gotten from this type of character in the past is it's stated in very plain language. And is pretty easy to follow. If you go back and watch the architect from the second movie, that scene of him explaining kind of what's going on in the Matrix and all that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, It's not easy to follow. There's like a lot of like high
0: handed concepts and like fancy language being used there. It's interactive, though, uh, which is one of my note, my complaints a little bit. It's not. I mean. It's just one character monologuing at another character that can't interact uh, because mm. they're frozen in space is kind of yeah. like uh, like Nostradamus moment. And it's not as interesting as when the architect did it and the other five Neos were behind Neo and you got to see, you know, in well, action you got to what, see... the, what the guy was talking about.
1: And then Keanu Reeves got to have his opinion, which was different than the previous versions, right? Yep. And so it was, you know, I don't think it was meant to be analogous and you were going to have their like time to have the bad guy explain his plan type moment kind of thing here. Sure. But I I agree that the, you know, the pause the scene and don't let anyone react to any of my statements stuff makes it fall kind of flat.
0: It's also it also makes him (laughs) it's also Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, right and so i'm expecting jokes when he's trying to be serious is part of Well, and the he, doesn't seem, and th- he doesn't seem and he doesn't seem the architect
1: seems menacing because he's a complete monotone he has like a very severe face and suit and is like very clearly in control neil patrick harris is like seems like he's going to be a jokey guy and he wants he, to like have fun or whatever
0: yeah. he's definitely erratic in his reactions sometimes he's joking and, and- sometimes he's not and And, you know, he
1: doesn't and, you know, then it's like, oh, well, he pulls out the gun and is going to have this guy shoot Trinity. Okay, that's menacing. But then he doesn't like, you know, get you don't get to see him do it. He makes someone else do it. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's you don't get the same, you know, like fear or concern as the viewer watching this. Again, it goes to the lack of stakes. Right. Yeah. Just a. You know the way they chose to do this just unfortunately deflated the menace or the potential like
0: bad guy energy. I don't know what to call it. Yeah, of, I don't think Hugh patch scares is a bad, bad actor. I even think he no, probably, and I don't want to. He I don't probably think even his, played his this one at all. He probably even yeah. played it correctly. Uh, correctly. Um. I just it's hard after How I Met Your Mother and after all the things he's been in. If he's gonna play a character straight, like he did most of this movie, and then kind of like lets out a little bit of weird, but then goes back to straight, I ha- I I just I feel strange about it, and so it made the monologue stick out to me as like a this is really long moment, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I would have p- approved of a different version. Is what I'm saying of of that. It's just yeah. I, I'm I'm with you. I think it's, it feels like mostly talking about complaints. But but uh, uh, the architect or the analyst character in this one was just maybe just not as interesting as a as a concept because the the architect in the last one was left more nebulous and more more open ended yeah. about like well the oracle says its choice and the architect says it's not which one's right. correct. And the uh, architect says push pull is more interesting.
1: Yeah. The architect says it is, you know, fate is prescribed. It must be this. And the Oracle says choice is the only, you know, the only path and that directly in conflict. And it leads to interesting. Weirdly, the
0: architect still gives him a choice. Go through that door. or Go through that door.
1: Oh, that's the whole thing. Right. The whole point is the architect has distilled all choice and removed all of it except this one. And the choice is which door. Mm-hmm. He's removed – that was the whole – that's the whole genesis of that whole discussion. <laughs> and it gets down to the point is he can't remove choice, and so his solution to that is because he's a machine and he wants the, like, least amount of choice possible. You get one choice, which door. Yeah. Right? And that whole concept is more interesting than Neil Patrick Harris telling us about uh, social media being bad for you and uh, all that kind of stuff. And I – and again, I don't want to say like he did a bad job. I actually thought his, you know, portrayal of the guy was good. I just think that the the villain isn't as good as the other villains, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it, it's a script problem, not necessarily an actor problem. Okay. Although maybe if you'd chosen a different actor,
0: it would have been better. I don't know. It's hard. No, to, I don't right? think so. I don't. I think Neil Patrick Harris is as good as you're going to get uh, in yeah. that tier. Me, yeah. I mean, you know I don't me. have any issue with Neil Patrick
1: Harris in this, and it is actually very funny and fits very well because he totally looks like someone's
0: therapist <sighs> as he's like I, sitting there interviewing Thomas. Anderson I, being I like, really I, I knew from the beginning that he was clearly a part of the Matrix, but I had hoped against hope that he was not the architect at the same time. I the, spent the whole movie. And he hoping was like just a that therapist. he was just some sort of therapist program. And that he was going to start showing up and being funny because of throwing it there. And then the cat starts happening and you're like, ah, dang it. He's totally the architect. Yeah. As soon as you saw the the deal
1: with the cat showing up multiple times, you're like, ah, dang. He's totally.
0: Uh, all right. So Smith is kind of like our last thing. And I think think it's where we're going to disagree the most here.
1: Okay. I think my issue with smith is i don't know ever really what smith wanted and it's hard for me to like he shows up almost like a little bit like a deus ex machina at the end to like save them from a situation Mm -hmm. and and then you're like wait why is he here again (laughs) like didn't he want to get out isn't
0: wasn't he out what is the issue here (laughs) interesting that they brought his code back why would they have done that? Right. Why? Yes, exactly. I don't know why. After. I don't know why after the last movie, Matrix 3, when the whole problem with the Matrix was Smith. Uh, it wasn't the only problem, but yes. But but literally, he's like, the end of that movie is Neo says, you've got a problem and only I can solve it. And the problem is Smith because he's going to get out and he's going to overwrite all your other code. Right. Why would you reprogram that back into the matrix
1: the next time? And and Smith tries to make the point that like, oh, you know, we're two sides of the same coin. You and me, you know, you can't have you without me and all this stuff. And I don't think that was ever like that Disgusting. wasn't the lore before, um,
0: right? Maybe well, it's possible that that's true. Right, it it's And it's probable that that's true, that there was always a Smith to counteract the one. Mm-hmm. The problem with that version of Smith was that the one didn't beat him the same way the other ones did, right? He overwrote his code. Right, and that's what led to Smith being able to go rogue and infect people and all that. Yeah, yeah they called him Viral Smith. Do you, or what did they call him, Viral? The Viral Agent, which I thought was very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, the humans called him the Viral Agent. That's like, oh, interesting. Um, so why, I guess, if you're trying to put Neo back in the Matrix because you need Neo and Trinity, then you also have to antagonize Neo somehow, even in his current situation, and therefore you reprogram Smith as his antagonist boss. I I'm very confused about how that all works and yeah, why. I don't and, and I agree uh, with you. I think it's it's part of why
1: and again, this isn't the actor's fault. I think he does a, a good job of being dislikable. <laughs> but the the character you know Hugo Weaving's character started from a place where he was like he worked for the system. That was his whole thing. There wasn't
0: more to it than that until he stopped until later
1: when he stopped working for the system but that's a character arc you know yeah like you're getting a a, an arc for this guy in this movie you got a setup for a character who then
0: shows up later for unexplained reasons yeah it's funny that that, uh not an arc no it's not an arc at all uh they they try to say that it is with like the whole you freed me again man Way to go. Now I remember who I was. Uh, hmm. But they leave him out of the movie. Like, it feels like he's supposed to have five more scenes. You know? Of, hmm. like, here's my plan now that I'm freed again. Also, why Tom? Why Tom? And then what happens to him at the end?
1: Smith? Okay, so... S- we're talking about Smith, right? Yeah, at the end. Yeah, okay, where so he like Smith's changes Smith's over sh-
0: into something else.
1: Smith shows up at the end, and like shoots Neil Patrick Harris, right? And to like you know allow Neo and Trinity and the captains to escape, and he, I think he unchanges. Right? He was like showing that Smith was possessing the body of the barista. Mm. And I think that's what they were showing. Like, it wasn't, you know, Smith, the person wasn't there. It was someone overriding someone else like Smith had done in the past.
0: Okay. So he just left. But then so, he just left.
1: Yeah. I see. Okay. And why? What What was he getting out of all of this? now? Because Neo's leaving, right? Mm-hmm. So, so does Smith, Smith want to leave? Matrix. Does he? I mean, I don't think so. Neil Patrick Harris isn't dead, you know. So I, I didn't understand what he was doing or why he was there or why he showed up at the end to help them.
0: I definitely understand why he helped them, and that's because they made the point to him that uh, the he he's going to be under the system of control unless he gets they. They help him right if if Neo goes back in, then so Smith, he was Smith gets turned back into whatever code, so I guess this is the thing I didn't understand.
1: I kind of thought he was working with them. Are you taking it that he was also imprisoned in the boss role and not able to do whatever it is he wanted to do? He was
0: also imprisoned in the boss role is what I'm taking it as yes, okay, see not not well enough explained. And I ah, thought he was on their side. So I this is why maybe I liked the Smith integration a little bit more. I wish there had been more scenes after. But. The other thing I was hoping for was like once he was freed towards the end that they'd bring Hugo Weaving. Mm hmm. Uh, I mean, I, look, I desperately wish Hugo Weaving had been in this, but sadly, no. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't begrudge John Graf, the guy's a good actor no again, as I was
1: saying at the begin or when we started this conversation here, I think he did a great job of being dislikable. that was his job. He did a good job
0: <laughs>
1: there was not the character wasn't given an arc to have a and again i and I misunderstood the arc i thought was was there, and it was wrong, yeah, so like it, it was it's a tough I, Another one of the things they tried to do with this and didn't end up being successful at.
0: This, you know? that's I think what I like about it is the implication that more stuff is out in the Matrix than they realize and that there could be more to talk about in another one of these movies that gets deeper. Well, Warner Brothers would
1: love for you to think that there's more stories for them to tell here because they want to do more stories.
0: Right? I would. I would – think there's more but i was left uh hoping for more instead of knowing that there was more right like in the previous movies you know that there's more that either they're going to tell you or they're not because sometimes it's better to not tell you things i think anyone
1: can agree that the end of the first movie is good and perfect the way it is because it doesn't tell you anything Mm -hmm. and you know the one of the criticisms of the second and third movies is that yeah they kind of explain too much it was better when you didn't know mm. right and this this movie also falls into that pitfall a little bit it like explains stuff a kind of a little more than it needs to i think the yeah. the mystery in some instances would have been better
0: but here we are <laughs> uh final thoughts fights uh they didn't learn their lesson from previous movies they're still too long yep I think story the... light with low stakes enjoyment level I... uh medium to high yeah <laughs> and it's I'm... weird it's weird to have spent the whole time saying we, what we didn't spent work. the whole time
1: complaining about what it didn't work, but like in the end, I think the on the whole, like I said, I had a good time watching this movie. I think things I... that
0: did work were. Were simple. And that's why you spend time talking about other things that didn't work, is because those things were moments where they tried to be m- not deeper because it weren't things that were deep, but like the things that were somewhat complicated or unexplained that didn't seem to make sense.
1: Well, and I think they did, you know, again, I'll go back to my favorite scenes in this at the beginning where. You start to feel like he is going crazy, right? Oh yeah, he, I liked that it. scene. I, it's like it was a great scene. You know, they have White Rabbit playing. They're he's taking those blue pills. He's like every day is the same day. They're saying the same lines over and over. It's it's messing with your noodle. Oh, it's the gotta have bullet time. Gotta it's just like you are going crazy. It it would make you crazy. I sincerely,
0: and it was thought, good. I sincerely thought maybe there was a chance until maybe the end of that white rabbit scene that they were going to really try to push you into thinking that maybe the entire matrix franchise was fake and that you had watched video games dude what a mind job that would have been so cool that would have been really cool and i I don't mind that they backed off of it and they're like no no no, no. the matrix is real and this was all real and He's gotta get well, and- Trinity out. And, that, and that's fine. That's a different story. Yeah. I'm saying I'm saying that's a different story, and that's cool that they told a different story. But but they did a good job up through that white rabbit scene of being of you being like, okay, hold on. Thomas Anderson's a video game guy, and he wrote a modal mm-hmm. that was the original matrix okay and now they're saying he made matrix games except for the fact that there were reflections that were incorrect Hmm. uh that if you spotted them the first time through like we did uh that you then were like well the reflections are telling me that this is all a lie right that
1: something is going on that something
0: yeah. is going on now when then the therapist came in and i was like okay 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 hold on there's a chance here that whoever this guy is, we're actually going to see who this guy in the reflection is because he's losing his noodle and he's really Thomas Anderson. And he's been thinking, you know, he's this person that lives in the matrix and all this other stuff. And his, his self image is Neo. I think because those early scenes are so good and they get you thinking along
1: those lines. Then when they, they about face and go, yeah, actually no, no, you're kind of like, oh, man, like you, know, you yeah. had the like, oh, this was such a cool idea. And then they didn't do it right. The the only like the the overriding complaint really that can be applied to almost every co- thing that I've had to say that I disliked about this movie is that. I really liked and I think, you know, a lot of people really loved that first Matrix movie. I also liked quite well those sequels. And from that you know, place. It's so hard to deal with the expectations of something that are so great and bring it back to something like this, where you're just like, is, you know, you can't ever manifest a hundred percent of what people are expecting out of you.
0: No. And that's, that's part of the point of this. And that's what I was going to say next was their, their acknowledgement of your expectations is rampant through this film. Yeah, yeah. Jokes, callbacks, clips. I mean,
1: they literally show you all the, like, best parts of some of those older movies, right? And the most famous scenes.
0: And they they go to Morpheus takes Neo to the training room. And Mm -hmm. and in the training room, basically tell you, no, man, Neo's an old man now. You know, and the the writing is, is literally about, like, hey, when you grew up watching that Matrix movie, you were a young person. Now you totally. are an old person.
1: Yeah, totally. And that is part of why it works in yes. the end, yep, right? Is that sure. because they they acknowledge it, and, you know, like like so many reboot movies do not do, they acknowledge the fan expectations. They acknowledge the like hopes and dreams of everyone that come into this movie. And then they say, sorry, that's not the story we're telling. Mm-hmm. And then they go on to tell the story they do want to tell. And I think that's why you find online like some deeply divided opinions, like people giving this movie one and two stars and people going like, I loved this movie. I think it was the best movie I've seen in years. And that's where that divide comes from, right? Some people understood and were okay with the idea of moving along and going to this, you know, on this other story that they wanted to tell and understanding that, like, you know, they can't meet expectations like that and other people going well i wanted my expectations met and it's not wrong to feel either way i guess you know it's just do you are I don't you think willing the to... fault of
0: the movie if you felt no like, totally not no. like you you can't go into a movie being like well why didn't zion exist still why wasn't there this why wasn't there and it's like you wrote a different movie and you're like like, like i was just saying i'm not gonna give this movie one star because they didn't the thing where the movie ends and i'm still wondering whether or not the matrix was real and whether neo has made it all up in his head you know like mm. i wrote a different movie in my head as i was watching this movie that doesn't mean this movie was bad right like yeah. or like other people that You're came right. into it being like well why wasn't it the same as matrix one because they made all these callbacks to matrix one and it makes me feel like they should have made matrix one it's like that's your expectation it's not what they made
1: Right. And it is a case where a lot of people who give this movie, I think, or ha- have not given it uh, the time of, that it deserves, is they weren't able to put aside their expectations to watch what exists. Right. <laughs> like, this is the movie that was made. You have to accept this as the movie as it is. Yeah, sure. And
0: if you or, if you didn't like you it know, on its
1: own merits, that's fine. Sure. And, and as we did throughout this entire discussion, there are things to criticize. Yeah, right and sure. it's not a perfect movie
0: by any stretch there are problems oh yeah any movie with but i with think any movie overall, that finds a way to me- mechanically include zombies when really there is no reason to uh, automatically gets docked a point sure and i think you could just say any movie has things to
1: criticize about it right there's just sure. such huge endeavors so many people get involved it's impossible to be perfect saving private ryan is perfect Eh, there are problems <laughs> And there are – with every movie, any movie has some subset of problems, right? And this one does. I think the issue is that because this is such a forceful statement from the creators saying, you know, we are going to do what we want here, not what you expect.
0: And I think that that is a – maybe it's a hard pill for some people to swallow, you know? mm-hmm i'd make jokes about red and blue pills but uh society has ruined that i think this was their attempt to reclaim that
1: a little bit um was it successful again i don't know we've talked a lot about how it, it has a lot of ideas it doesn't necessarily follow through but
0: yeah yeah it was interesting to see that uh, neo was taking literal blue pills the whole time oh yeah uh, right yeah and uh I mean they they
1: didn't do that accidentally, right? And they know about the red pill and blue pill thing and what that has turned into. It's not like it was a, you know, some oh wow, interesting thing that also happened on the side. They know.
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Yeah, I I think, you know, we kind of said our piece here and it was I'm glad we got to talk about it Andrew because I really I didn't know how I felt about this movie for like a week after watching it i was like i had a good time and then i saw a lot of people complaining and saying they didn't like it and i was like did i miss something
0: <laughs> and it's like and i rewatched it and i was like
1: no no i liked
0: this you know it was good i was and, told you know, going into it that people like people that i uh i'd say respect their film opinions most of the time said they didn't like it And i was like oh okay uh that's unfortunate that you told me that ahead of time. I, I'm still going to watch it. You know, I'm still going to rewatch yeah. those other three movies first. Um, yeah. And honestly, it, I you tried know, to not I, let it color my opinion. I did yeah. maybe have a heightened sense for the things that weren't working. Maybe. But, but really, honestly, I don't know how. If you weren't grabbed by the idea that Thomas Anderson could be the real deal and Neo could be some sort of psychotic break. And that wasn't working at the beginning for you. I don't know what to tell you because that really that that part really works. Yeah, it, like I said, it's my favorite part of the movie for sure. Yeah. Um.
1: Well, I, I'm I really am glad we got to talk about it, and I hope people give this movie a chance it, on its own merits. You know, say it whatever has, you want about yeah. it, you know we and we talked about it on the other podcast. The Matrix One is a darn near perfect movie, and even that movie has you know, problems though and that movie has problems for sure <laughs> and the sequels have their own whole host of problems yeah. but they're pretty good and i think this is up there with pretty good i think there's, maybe i like the sequels a little better than this one but you know it's like within the range
0: of like how i feel on that day there's some public discourse about what this movie is actually about um and what it's what it's allegorical to mm. i think i think there's Multiple readings obviously it's it's a story about mm, past decisions right and modern consequences with your your life as it has moved on right and mm-hmm. and that I think is a generic enough theme that you could apply it to almost any situation. There are enough generic themes in this film, unlike maybe. When you got to the end of Matrix Three and you're like, "This is about Jesus <laughs> uh, so I think there there are more themes than this being about Jesus oh but this certainly this one definitely <laughs> has laid off on the Jesus thing and yes m- and there is definitely more of a wide- ranging like you know it, it you can see your own issues in this if you want to, right totally. Uh, not issues, issues, but like your own uh, causes they, they or leave, whatever. You they wanna. leave stuff open for interpretation. Uh, very a definitely, bit more like than maybe the sequels did for sure. Very definitely, there are open themes that you could. Uh, I don't know what you want to say. Co opt No. No,
1: it, but there are there are different readings you can take yeah. as to what the creators sure. intend, right? Yeah, but, and, yeah. And, and, and I think intentionally. Them, I think
0: yeah, and one of them though that I think is obviously out there which i actually quite appreciate is that these people are 25 years older than they were the actors the writers the director you know what i mean the yeah. stunt doubles the <laughs> everybody sure. is 25 yeah. years older than they were and that's part of the message it you know Wait. like the mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. that are driving this movie is not Neo or Trinity or even the analyst. The people driving this movie is Jessica Henwick and the younger generation. Right. Bucking Niobe. Sure. Yeah. Uh, And, and the people that, that we came to see are reflecting 25 years of their lives in front of you. And that kind of is the message I think that is easiest to take away is that it's about people that watched the first one when it happened and yeah. people that are watching this one when it happened and hey hey look at your life you know mm mm-hmm. mhm i think the
1: uh I- i'm sure the warner brothers studio management would be really happy to hear you say that the thing you think is driving this movie is the young cast who they want to make sequels with
0: <laughs> it's it's um, written that way i don't but, i don't know that it absolutely written that I, way I don't know that I emotionally connected with uh, Berg, or none of them got I, enough screen time for you to do that. None right? of them got hardly any screen time. Um, so, but I think it is. But they definitely were true to be the the drivers of action, and they all happen to make it through the movie. You know, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, again, you know, they.
1: Smith even says the line, they're going to make this with or without us, right? Yep. And you can see the director speaking to you through Smith going, they kind of made me make
0: one. I didn't really want to necessarily, but here we are. Yeah. Right. Well, there's, there's tons of references about like the old and the new, I think. During the monologue, Neil Patrick Harris is like your skin so much better in this version of the matrix, which is a direct reference to how bad the CGI was in the, in those movies. Right yeah right yeah um and how much better things are now and and like these are gonna happen things are gonna happen like this cgi will get better these these movies will get made and like you can either participate or you can complain
1: yeah and and i think i'm happy that we both chose to participate and see what the vision was and you know again you can watch this movie you know evaluate it for what it is and decide i didn't like it That's fair. But you can't watch it and say, well, this isn't what I wanted and then go, therefore I hated it. That is, that's not fair for what they chose to do.
0: Right. Considering the thoughtfulness that I think that we've, uh, uh, the thoughtfulness isn't in what it was in before, which was, I'm going to bend your mind about what is really real and how we make choices in the world and whether you even have choices and, that was their first go around. And this go around, they said to you what it was going to be, right? Like in the movie. And I think we spent a good amount of time uncovering that that is not the bad, the bad. Yeah. It, there is a little bit of bad, but the bad is and, the stuff that kind of didn't make any sense or where they lost you know, the thread or helicopters there's disappeared. There's certainly, you can certainly envision a way this same movie was
1: told, but it didn't have the... I don't know, what's the word? Like, I don't know, authorial intent or something of, like, the director having a voice and an opinion in the movie where they just told this as a story that happened to Neo. And you come up with, like, a way like less likable movie. I right? think
0: so, yeah. I think if you told this straight and you didn't make references to the old movies and you didn't, you know, if you didn't have... Yeah, the, if, like if you, you said authorial did, voice, yeah, it would be bad. If you just did the movie as
1: the story that was written on the sheet of paper and didn't have all these references back and these things telling you, you know, like, you know, this is how it was, this is what it is. And that kind of stuff you would have, you would not have come up with a movie that I think we both ended up enjoying.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We talked it out. I liked it. Yep. I, I will watch it uh, probably as often as I watch matrix two and three, which is not very often. Yeah. Uh, fair. Right but that white rabbit scene alone might get me to watch it one or one more time. So good, man. You know, you just go to your music, uh,
1: destination of choice and just put that song on. That song is a good song. Picture Jefferson yourself, airplane.
0: Good on you. Picture yourself drinking five espressos and slowly <laughs> like overtaking your breaking Prozac. out in the corner.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. I want to see, I want to see somebody write the movie. Where it's uh, where it's him just losing his mind the entire time because he doesn't know if the Matrix is real. For 55 minutes, maybe.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's also man, something else I forgot to mention. You know, the whole thing when that first movie was coming out, the entire marketing campaign was what is the Matrix? Yeah, they never all the trailers, all this stuff barely showed you anything of the movie because they're like, you can't understand. You have to see it yeah so good and this is them you know coming back to that and going you know was he freaking out can this you know all yeah
0: so good anyway (laughs) all right hey if you want to disagree with our opinion uh we'll debate you because i think jege and i landed somewhere in the same zone and uh, that means we get to team up on you. So uh, wh- where would we email that? <laughs> yeah,
1: you can you can email your uh, incorrect complaints about this
0: movie to. There are correct complaints. There are, there correct are lots complaints. of correct complaints. We, we there are lay, lots of complaints. Yeah, but if reasonable. you don't. Yeah, don't don't lay out new ones. <laughs> yeah. If you want to
1: give us some uh, critiques or whatever, uh, you can send those to podcast at we dot com. Uh, we will happily hear them. And be interested in your opinions. Because I think, as we've said, there are some valid issues with this. And I'm interested to see if other people found more than we did. Uh, so send that there. Podcast at weweregamers.com. You can follow us on YouTube. Search for we were Gamers, all one word. Hit that little follow and the bell. Get
0: notified when our sweet videos come out. Now, sometimes including video. They're good. There, There are definitely videos on some of them. I don't know if we'll stick video on this one we didn't have a lot of yeah. pictures maybe we will i don't know yeah. uh but that last one we did had some video yeah and i'm yeah. trying so, to integrate more video it's all about time in the day and video for folks who don't know integrating video and stuff
1: is hard man video it's is just hard time consuming and it is annoying and hard to do we're sorry we want to do more video it just we're only only so many hours in the day yeah don't so, do this for work, anyway obviously right we make no money however if you would like to pay us money, <laughs> you can send emails to podcast at we were gamers.com and we will accept your money our opinions are open to be swayed by the sweet lucre of capitalism uh what else uh follow us on your favorite podcasting platform spotify apple and google stitcher we're all on there uh and you know enjoy these fine episodes